Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage, where I continue my tour of Ma Wan with the senior editor of Time.com, Liam Fitzpatrick. Born in 1965, Liam has lived here all his life, and as we hear in the programme, there's nowhere else he'd rather be. These days, Ma Wan has the Chingma Bridge next to it and the modern complex of Park Island, just a half-hour ferry ride from Central. But walk away from the new stuff and further down are the now empty buildings of Ma Wan Old Town, the land of which has been bought by the developer Sun and Kai Properties. So do see it while you can. Some of the houses aren't worth preserving, but the old temple and schoolhouse certainly are. Sun and Guy struck a deal with the villagers here and has basically moved all of them to uh, modern uh, three-story houses over in what we call the new village, New Tin New Village. And, and those are worth, I mean, mil- you know, millions upon millions. So if you lived in one of these shacks here, which are barely still standing, you get one of those modern houses. So they're, they're laughing, really. Yes, and I think that's fair enough. Um, and to have modern amenities and access to... You know, uh, as you say, transport, uh, modern transport, healthcare, all of the other amenities that sometimes in these outlying villages are lacking. Um, But uh, at the same time, I do wander along here and say, oh, it'd be great for a youth hostel. Yeah, I mean, in fact, it's funny you you mentioned it would be great for you, because there is one (laughs) down down the end. There's a Salvation Army youth hostel uh, all all the way down there. The other people who seem to like this place are like paintballers. So do you know what uh, Sun and Kai plans are here over the I, next few I years? I don't. Everyone, no, there are many rumours. I've, I've never bothered to check it out. I'd like to point out to you that house over there is... Uh, now, my, my friend Peter Moss, the Hong Kong writer, lived there. He was the one I told you about, the neighbour I told you about, who lived here before there was a park island. And that was Peter's house. So he was kind of lord of all he surveyed. He's now in Malaysia, He's now he? lives yeah. in Malaysia. So, uh, so he, that, you know, I'm very jealous that he had... Those, the, those years living in that house to, overlooking the kind of harbour. It must have been absolutely gorgeous from his perspective, certainly. But this is why it's photogenic. You see things like this. Oh, yes. So, yes, we've got uh, one building that's been taken out here, so you can just see the sides of the old walls. It is also nice to be in a place where you just hear lapping waves right. and birds. That's right. We're coming to the main square here now where they still make shrimp paste here. Uh, whenever they've got enough shrimp. These are the benches on which they'll lay out baskets of, of dry, you know, mashed dried shrimp. And it'll smell pretty... I, fi- I find the smell lovely. Yeah, but it's quite pungent. I find it? it quite appetizing, you know. Yeah. You know that's me. <laughs> but it'll smell like that, you know, for a long way away around. So do you use shrimp paste in your cooking? Um, not from shrimp that's been taken from these waters, no. <laughs> this is my favourite building on the island. It's a tiny little, uh, tiny little temple. I'm not sure of its age. It looks pretty ancient. It's, yes, it's, it it's absolutely gorgeous. You can go inside. Oh, yes, it's very lovely. But they'll preserve this, surely. I, I hope so. Uh, it's kind of everything a temple should be, really. It's yes. You know, it's little. It's got all the traditional features. Lots of beautiful red everywhere. And very well, um, I mean, you know, the inside, the outside. The temple drum still here. The outside looks as if it could be, have a bit of uh, tender loving care, but inside is very well maintained. You've got your fortune-telling cards there, the halberds, your incense, 
the god on his shelf. I mean, I just think it's just gorgeous in here. So, and you can come and have the place yourself. There's two on the island. There's this one. There's one on the other side too. Yes, and you've got your door gods on yeah. either side. Yes, it's uh, very. I love coming here. My um, my elder daughter lives in Australia. Whenever she visits, she she comes here and every lights joysticks here. Yeah. Oh yes, here on the left you've got those big. How would you describe them? Flat baskets. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's for uh, rattan trays, really. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what they'll be using to make the shrimp paste. They used to sell it from. This used to be the shop where they sold the shrimp paste from. Here, you can see the space where the shelves of shrimp paste used to be. It's interesting also that um, I would imagine both old and young, if they had the opportunity to move into a modern, comfortable flat, albeit perhaps a little bit more bijou than they're used yeah. to, they won't have the outdoor space in the same way. Um, but um, at the same time, what does always concern me when these communities are on the move, and this could also be true of when you know reservoirs were built on land tower and moved the villages mm -hmm. out into uh, you know tall public housing, mm -hmm how you know whether all of the customs get preserved mm -hmm. that's that's true and i uh i would i would have no idea although i did see a documentary once and excuse me for the vagueness because you know that's that's my brain but <laughs> it was some village it was some new territories village that had as you say been moved to an apartment complex and they'd all been resettled there and they kept up their village festival in a rented flat every year. They, they, they've done out this flat as a kind of shrine and temple. And all the things they used to do in the village square, they now did in this tiny two-bedroom, <laughs> kind of 700 square foot. It was quite weird and incongruous to see, actually. But they were making a, a fair effort at yeah, keeping it up. Now, the uh, community here was just a few hundred people in the end. Um, but uh, And is the tale of, of many places that... Uh, you know, people would commute into Hong Kong. They moved away from fishing. That's right. But they still do fish farming here. They do. And um, not you can't see it from this part of the island, but around the other side, you certainly can. It's quite, it's quite extensive. This is one of my favorite relics. This is um, a millstone that's been used to grind rice. And with the moss and lichen on it, you can see it must be extremely ancient. But I don't know how old it is, but I love looking at this thing. I keep thinking of ways I could sort of grab one of them and bring it home. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, you do hope that Sun and Kai will preserve these. And also looking through, I mean, each of these houses now has, a, uh, or, or many of them now have uh, a fence in front or a door, you know, a, a basically a metal door, uh, no trespassing or unlawful dumping uh, of excavation and occupation. And uh, and then um, inside here we've actually got, that's, that's a sort of dragon boat drum, isn't yes, it? Yes, that's right. So where does this pier go off to? Is this actually a public pier? Uh, yep, uh, I don't know, it, it is. I don't know who uses it, so I don't know what that thing is moored there. It, uh, you know, I never really see anything moored here, actually, so I have no idea. It's very popular with recreational fishermen, this pier. A lot of people come out from Hong Kong and Kowloon and spend the day here, sitting on this small jetty here or over there. Then here you've got what used to be the uh, Marwan Rural Committee headquarters. And uh, this was evidently a restaurant, you see, you can see from these... Uh, old old fish tanks. Oh yes. Yeah, so. I mean, you can you can go through these shutters here, and you can go through the Marwan Cultural and very grandly named, isn't it? The Marwan Cultural and Recreational Center. You can go in there, and there are all sorts of old office files and albums and books and all kinds of stuff, still just lying in there, furniture, everything. So it's sort of the uh, Maria Celeste of Hong Kong, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is really. <laughs> <laughs> Having lived here all your life, I mean, when you're wandering through a village. 
like this mm -hmm. and then you uh, also live on in Park Island mm. so this modern development do you embrace the change of Hong Kong or do you feel nostalgia for the past I think uh, Hong Kong is at its best right now it's you know I've never enjoyed living in Hong Kong so much as I do now and it's easy to get nostalgic for you know some imagined halcyon 1970s whatever fantasy you have of it uh, at the same time, um, you have to remember that those days were difficult for many, many people. I mean, most people, most of our people then lived on a handful of salt fish and rice. They had horrible working conditions in dreadful plastic flower factories or whatnot. Um, as a city, I think we were quite parochial. We were, there were a small number of British people and there was everyone else, Chinese people. And that was it. It wasn't this kind of international sort of, uh, you know, place that it is now where you can walk down Staunton Street and run into people from a hundred different nationalities. I mean, that is very, very different. You know, growing up here, this felt very, very provincial to me. Now I think this is, frankly, I think this is the center of the world. I mean, like this, you know, it's the new New York. There's nowhere else I, I would ever rather live. These are my favorite houses. I think it's a quite quite chic in a kind of 1960s, like a kind of mid-century modern way, right? Yeah. They're very madmen. And only two-story. They're kind of one car wide, yeah? You can imagine <laughs> like some, some bird in a chung's arm just coming out of that door now, like lighting a cigarette or something. <laughs> <laughs> These are obviously the well-to-do houses on the island. I think this is where the gentry lived. You can see they've built, you know, whoever owned this house built themselves at an archway with little lions and, you know, kind of a, it's like lighting, recessed lighting and an imposing metal gate with spikes on the top and stone table inside the yard. I rather like them. I do. I mean, like, this is what I mean. They're, I think they're very Wong Kar Wai. They're just, uh, they're, they're incredibly chic. Uh, the mosaic kind of uh, facade is kind of very 60s, actually. And actually the colour palette is incredibly 60s. It, it's, it's sort of brick red, uh, sky blue, you know, um, a kind of a bold green, you know, very much of that era. And these are for the records, Bull? I, I, I don't know what, what sort of guy planned to do with them, but, uh, you know, if I had my pick of properties in the old village, I think this, this might be it here. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, down there I can see a whole bay um, yeah. with, uh, well, adapted sandpans, really. They look more, uh, they, they don't look as if they're on the move very often. Um, and then you've got the uh, fish farms on uh, planks and tyres. And, um, oh, what do you call them? Pontoons. Pontoons. There you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, uh, yes, and uh, so is this quite a, you know, is there just a few people down there? or? I think the population of Tindley Village is, is, is quite numerous. I mean, I'm not sure what it is, but, you know, you can, as you can see, it's quite, it's quite busy. There's a lot of fish cultivation going on. It's quite a thriving little island, really, in many ways. Now, as we've moved up from uh, Marwan, Old Town, uh, in front of us we've got uh, the very nondescript new village. It's never going to win a Tidiest Village Award, is it? Look at it. It's ghastly. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, rows and rows of identical brown-tiled three-storey houses, really, all built to the same template. But no character, nothing. No, no. Not, not, not around here, not like the old place. Um, but this kind of saves the day a little bit. Um, 
you're looking at a, an old schoolhouse that's been beautifully preserved and I'd like to know who did this actually I, mean, I, I don't know who, who's responsible for the upkeep but they've done a gorgeous job at restoring it the, the paintwork is brilliant that lovely fresco you can see on the traditional pitched roof um, the garden in front um, these fruit trees here these banana and papaya trees here in front of that it's really quite lovely it's a very successful example of preservation now we've just come up a modern road uh, to where there's actually a heritage centre and in front of us we have a brick kiln from the Qing dynasty and that's uh, I, mean, I don't know that all the bricks come from that time but it's been the original bricks are at the top I see. these are the new bricks at the bottom so that's these greyer ones are the newer ones and that's all original at the top so it's quite yeah it's quite lovely so it was originally uh, situated at Tungwan Chai. Yes, on a different part of the island. Yes, that's right. And then presumably was moved brick by brick. Yeah. And it's part of this centre here, which I think we can go into. Yeah, so we've got a heritage centre here. We've got a few artefacts like uh, uh, agricultural... Village bowling trophies or something they look like. Village bowling trophies. <laughs> what is it? Oh, no, no. Sorry, I'm, I'm being facetious. It's a UNESCO award. <laughs> you know, is that, is that the best they can do? <laughs> I quite like bowling trophies. <laughs> but yes, we've got uh, Neolithic figureheads and uh, also... And village implements, farming implements, you see yes. here. Uh, whatever it is you use for farming, I'm completely clueless about, about that. But uh, old, um, well, that, that must be like plough, that what you used to plough fields and, and things like that. And what you used to pound grain and all that kind of thing. So farming and agriculture, perhaps not quite Liam Fitzpatrick's thing, but the Time.com senior editor certainly does have a passion for the city that he calls home. Marwan Old Town is superbly photogenic, so do bring your camera. And it's interesting to wander about and see some old implements and artefacts without actually being in a museum. My thanks to Liam Fitzpatrick and thank you for listening. Do join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage. <laughs>